Hello from Temple Bar in Dublin. You 
you're very welcome to season two of our Tradfest podcast brought to you by the Temple Bar Company and Falcher Ireland. That was Raglan Road, our theme tune performed by a host of leading artists at Tradfest in 2019. Now, as you'll know, over the past few months, we've spoken to festival directors and organisers from across the globe about their experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Martin Cahill. Martin is chairman of the Syracuse Irish Festival. And Martin, it's a pleasure to talk to you today on our podcast. I suppose the first thing I should say is with a name like Cahill, there must be Irish background somewhere. And as we might say, where are your people from? It's, uh, I wish it were a more interesting story, but uh, we've traced it back on the Cahill side. Uh, we're famine Irish. We came back right, right, right during the... Uh, the middle of the uh, famine years, and we came in, the family came in seven generations ago through Canada, wow. and we traced our roots all the way back to a little town called Brockville, Canada, and there are still some Cahills left in the town, but they've kind of lost the oral uh, lineage uh, on, on where they came from, and the church that housed all the records burnt down back around the turn of the century, around 1900. So we literally have no way of tracing it back. I've tried to work with a few people in Ireland to try to find some family members back there, uh, but uh, but uh, to no to no avail. So so when I'm whenever I'm over there and I I, I find someone named Cahill, uh, I always uh, uh, just assume they're like a fourth cousin to me. So, <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Yeah, well, you yeah. say you say Cahill, I say Cahill. I'm uh, apologize yeah. for that. That's the way we pronounce no, it. But, no, that's I'm quite used to both pronunciations, okay. the Americanized and the Irishized. Now, the first time I ever heard of Syracuse in upstate New York, as it was referred to, was back in 1977. I was on a cultist tour of North America, and yeah. the impression I got, I never, it was an exotic sounding name, Syracuse, New York. <laughs> but the impression we get, if we were going there on a cultist concert, there must be a lot of Irish in that neighborhood. There certainly is one of the neighborhoods in Syracuse is called Tipperary Hill, and it's it it, it has a, a, a the strong Irish connection. Of course, as time goes on, it it, it loses a little bit of its uh, of its Irishness each year, but uh, there's still a strong uh, Irishness up there. And there's one particular intersection, um, if I can tell a short story Indeed. here. Uh, back in the day, uh, all the streetlights, the red red yellow green streetlights throughout the entire United States were made right here in Syracuse. And many of the, the the workers in that factory were from the Irish neighborhood of Tipperary Hill. So what they did is uh, they went out one day to salute their Irish heritage and they created a stoplight with the green light on top. Um, and they, 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 put, they, they went out there, they put it up and it stood for many, many years. And it was the only place like it in the entire country. And uh, as uh as sometimes governments would do, uh, someone caught wind of it and said, "Well, no, you can't do that. That's that you know that's against the law." So they uh, so they went up and they took down the uh, the streetlight. Well, the Irish, being what, being being who we are, we built another one and we put it back up the very next night. And the government, being who they can be, went went up and took it down. 
Well, this battle started going on, you know, uh, 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 you know, this goes back, you know, 70, 80 years ago. Um, the battle was, go the battle was going on. Well, then they got, the Irish got in the habit. There were, there were four pubs on the, uh, on the four corners of this, of this intersection. So what they would do is every night after the, uh, after the, uh, pubs would close, they'd all go out, they'd all get stones and they'd break every light in the street light. If, unless, unless they'd keep the green light on top, well, uh, this went on. The government asked the Syracuse police to inter, inter, intervene, but uh, half the Syracuse police force was Irish and uh, Irish heritage, so they so they wouldn't. So finally, New York State relented, and to this day, we have a green light on top up on uh, Tipperary Hill. And uh, to this day, one of the most one 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 of the uh, one of the most achieving one one of the biggest achievements you can have as an Irishman in Syracuse is to be deemed a stone thrower. Well, so. No, isn't that a really interesting bit of history? But of course, the yeah. Tipperary lads always like to get their own way anyway. <laughs> I, I didn't want to put that into the story, but I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard that also, Kenneth. Well, that's just absolutely brilliant. It's a great story. So, if for no other reason, and there are many reasons to visit Syracuse, maybe go and see the traffic lights there. The Syracuse Irish Festival. So, where where has that come from then? If the Irish uh, people there, you know, if the Irish population is diminishing a little. Well, the Irish population in that specific neighborhood is diminishing a okay. little bit. Uh, Syracuse still has a really strong Irish uh, Irish community and uh, supports, uh, you know, the art festival as well as other uh, festivals in the, in, in the area. Um, we have seven Irish dance schools in and around Syracuse, New York. Um, you know, we get really good crowds for our festival each year. So, so the Irish community here is uh, is strong and thriving. Um, just not necessarily in that one neighbor in that one neighborhood anymore. And then the emergence of the Irish Festival in Syracuse. When did that start? And let's, how yeah. did you get involved yourself? Yeah, that started about twenty five years ago. Uh, I was involved actually twenty six years ago. Uh, uh, I was involved almost from the beginning uh, as a, as a sponsor, and then I got involved in the entertainment aspect of it. And for about the last fifteen years, uh, myself and the the team that I have together have been have been running the festival, um, and uh, we've grown it from you know rather small little music festival here in Syracuse to uh, you know a good size. We have two two large stage two large stages. One is geared towards more. Uh, you know, pop slash rock music, and then the other one is very much a traditional stage. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, a, a lot of Irish cultural exhibits. Uh, all seven dance schools participate with us every single year. So uh, um, we, we really have a nice festival. Uh, of course, we just had to uh, uh, cancel the large festival this past week. Uh, we, we, we were holding out as long as we possibly could, and finally the city of Syracuse has always been a great partner with us. Uh, came in and said, no, we just can't have it this year. So now we're taking a little bit different tact. That's just unfortunate, but so many festivals have been affected oh, yeah. around the world by that. Yeah. Uh, but the festival itself, who, in normal circumstances, who would attend it? Is there a broad population going to the festival? Oh, there sure is. And, and we take it as an opportunity to, you know, uh, bring in the Irish community here in central New York and also welcome everybody uh, so that, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, share that uh, uh, with, with all the other uh, 
uh, ethnicities and cultures here here in Syracuse. And, and uh, Syracuse has a really strong tradition of, you know, all the ethnic groups having their uh, having different festivals throughout the summer and, uh, you know, it really being inclusive of all the other communities. So so we get a we get a very nice crowd here, about uh, about 10,000 uh, each each day, um, you know, which is a good sized crowd for Syracuse, New York. And uh, um, we've had a, we've had a very successful festival for for a number a number of years and we've been able to develop both those stages and uh, uh, get in the kind of acts that we've been working on for a long, long time. So, Now, we met you, of course, at Tradfest in January, and we were oh, all yeah. looking to big things during the year 2020. That has all changed. Everybody I've spoken <laughs> to on this podcast over the last number of months, it has all changed. What are you doing differently this year, Marty, as soon as you can't uh, do the live shows? Yeah, what we're doing this year is is one of the one of the things we've been working on for a very long time is is really encouraging local talent, local musicians to form uh, Irish bands. So, so really, we've lost all our international and national bands, and uh, we don't have the large venue that we have. So, what we're doing is we're refocusing ourselves to try to fit the Irish festival into smaller, safer events where we can have. Uh, you know, we can have proper distancing, you know, mask wearing, all the things that'll keep uh, everybody safe um, and still meet all the requirements of New York State and the county uh, with regards to numbers of people that you can have together. So so instead of having the one big event, we're going to have a whole series of smaller events throughout the county where we're going to be featuring some of our uh, some of our local talent uh, that that has really grown up and developed along with our festival. So so we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be different. But uh, hey, you got to try new things when 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 you're forced to, you know. So it, what that would really say is that that your outlook on what was happening locally all along and about developing uh, younger up and coming bands in the locality, this is now where it comes into its own. It sure does, and and I'm glad we've really had that focus for a number of years. Um, we have a, a couple of. Uh, uh, Irish rock bit type bands that'll that, that will be able to feature this year. We we feature them every year, but they'll be really taking center stage. Um, we've got a couple fantastic session groups here in Syracuse that that have developed, and and we'll be able to include them uh, along with a couple trad groups uh, from the from the area that have uh, that have uh, developed themselves over recent years. So so it'll be nice to really focus in on that local talent and really you know help push that because I think as people get out and see that they're going to go, hey these days are as good as you know these national bands and international bands that come in here and you know and they're from right around here so isn't that great it's terrific actually and it's terrific yeah. that you've developed that stage for them you've been over of course to Tradfest on many many occasions and uh, yeah. certainly uh, trying to get uh, to distance people around uh, Temple Bar uh, during uh, previous festivals certainly would have been a difficulty but it has influenced as well some of your own choices for the Syracuse Irish Festival Oh yeah, it, unfortunately, our trad stage this year was going to be uh, kind of a who's who of uh, of of uh, of Temple Bar. Uh, I mean, uh, Conlon was going to be coming over. Um, uh, Aoife Scott uh, was going was going to make an appearance. Um, uh, in the past, we've had groups like uh, 
um, you know, Keda, Bioga, um, you know, the hiking, Sharon Shannon. Goichi is a, is a big favorite here in central New York. So um, we've taken, uh, we, 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 you know, from my past trips over to, over to Temple Bar Tradfest and traveling through, through Ireland, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to develop relationships with some of these groups and uh, uh, include them here in our festival here in Syracuse. Uh, you mentioned Gritcha and you said they were a particular favorite there. What makes them a, a particular favorite in that area? I'm just curious to hear what that is. Well, I've got another good story for you, Kiernan. Uh, Gritcha had their college graduation here in Syracuse. Uh, the way the whole thing happened is we were over in uh, Ireland for uh, the, the, the convention that we have over there with the Irish Festival Coordinators Group. And Goitja performed at uh, University of Limerick, and we saw him. And I was fortunate enough to ride in the bus for, with, 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 uh, with, with them from Limerick over to Dolan's. And uh, we developed, sparked a relationship, kept in touch. So I invited him over to uh, Syracuse uh, as part of the uh, Irish Festival. And a lot of other festivals brought him over because we weren't the only ones impressed. So they, they had a whole summer tour, and it was the summer they graduated from uh, University of Limerick. So they were over here touring during the graduation ceremony. So I, I had heard about that, and I'm like, well, we got to do something. Well, we'll call Colin Fallon. His, uh, his parents came over because they wanted to see Niagara Falls, which is a couple hours down the road. Um, so I said, well, let's do something for them. So didn't we make up these really beautiful diplomas? And I got a very large uh, cap and gown that would fit around me. And right in the middle of one of their uh, songs, I came walking up on stage and we played the pomp and circumstance. And I walked over to each of them and gave them their uh, uh, their uh, pseudo diploma. And they were just all smiles. And I'll never, never in my life forget looking down into the crowd. And right in the front row was... Uh, Colm's parents and Colm's mother was just sobbing, crying. She was so happy because she'd said that Colm was the first one in the family to graduate from college and she didn't get to see the ceremony and now she felt like she she was a part of it. So they've been part of uh, the Syrac Syracuse ever since then. That's brilliant. Uh, certainly Colm's yeah. parents have done so much for traditional uh, music in their own county uh, over the years and throughout the province of Leinster. So it was yeah. really nice that you got to do that for them. Oh, it was just a spectacular uh, event, a spectacular night for some spectacular people. Certainly, and I would take it then that uh, Gucci would have been amongst the highlights of your festival. What other highlights, what other springs to mind to you, like nights that you just remember that were just exhilarating for you? I'm sure every night is, but there must be one or two that stand out. Uh, there's there's some of the memories that really, you know, that, that really keep uh, uh, rebounding. Uh, a few years ago, my brother uh, passed away uh, rather unexpectedly, and uh, the it was a month later, or less than a month later, was the festival. So it was a it was kind of a weird festival for me. Well, well, the High Kings were performing, and I had been fortunate enough to get to know uh, a, a few of the guys, and uh, they dedicated the parting glass to that. And I, it was myself, my mother, my sister, my father all standing there, and uh, you know, not a dry eye in the house. And uh, you know, it's it's special little times like that that you'll always remember. Remember. And, you know, when you're going through all the work of putting together a festival, which I'm sure you know of, I mean, all the great work you do over there, um, there are times when you're like, oh, boy, this is just a lot. And, you know, you remember certain little things like that. And, uh, you know, the the High Kings and the Goitcher graduation. And, you know, they, I, I could sit here for, you know, an hour and talk, talk uh, keep you going for the next year. As, um, as my friend uh, David Hoyne says, you know, 
GT, GTFO because uh, uh, get the something on. So I uh, just keep moving forward. So. So as and long as it doesn't get the something off, I suppose it's probably a good one on that one there. Martin. <laughs> he uses the Irish pronunciation of the word, not the English. So <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, the dates of Syracuse Irish Festival when are they? We're usually the we're usually the second weekend in September each year. Uh, uh, the, uh, America uh, over here in the states we have uh, Labor Day, which is the long weekend, uh, three day weekend, bankers holiday type weekend, and we're always the weekend after that. So it's uh, usually like the end of the first week of school, and uh, you know the weather is cooled down really nice, and uh, it's uh, it's just a perfect time to to hold it, and it's almost almost to the day to halfway to St. Patrick's Day, so. And it's going to be the same this year, even though a scaled down model. Yep, even though even even though, even though we're doing it a little bit differently, we decided to keep the same weekend just so we can say we kept the festival going uh, on and on, uh, you know, and, and, and kept our streak together. So that's fair play. That's delighted to hear that. So the weekend yeah. after Labor Day weekend is the Syracuse Irish Festival. I'd, yeah, I'd be curious then. Another question, Martin, we've been asking people around the world is how you're coping locally with COVID nineteen. How has it affected the local population? Yeah, well, we're opening up a little bit here in New York right now. New York, New York, and particularly New York City, got hit really hard, really fast by by this, and we shut down really fast too. So um, we're kind of coming out of the shutdown period, and uh, you know, so so restaurants are open back up, uh, uh, pubs are open back up. Of course, you know, there the, you can't have the crowds that you used to have, and you have to wear masks if you're not sitting at a table, and you have to you know have proper social distancing. And people are getting used to that. Uh, we're 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 quite happy that you know at least part of. You know our, our our normal day-to-day life is is opening up again uh other, while other parts of uh the states over here are, are are reclosing because of the problems that they're having so so we're coming out of that so it seems you know it's starting to seem like a long time ago that you know that that, that we're all shut that we're all shut down and you know secluded in our houses for for months at a time but uh, uh it's funny how once you get back out and start a schedule back up how you know that that just becomes a memory, and you you know you get going with your active life again. You know, going to the pub for lunch and a pint and golfing and things like that. Sounds pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it augurs well then for the second weekend in September then for the Irish Fest. Well, we hope we we hope so. It'll be uh it'll be it'll be different, but uh but uh, it'll we'll we'll have we'll have a good time, and uh, uh we won't be able to reach as many people, but the people that we can reach, I hope we'll have a good time also. Will any of it be online? We're working on that right now. Um, some of the outdoor venues that we have, we're not certain that we can do so. So I don't want to commit to that quite yet. We're, we're certainly seeing what we can do. Uh, but uh, right now we're just planning on the smaller events and uh, not, uh, not necessarily going online unless we can work something out. Well, of course, if you are going online, you will let us know here at Travis oh, we as we will. get the yeah. word out. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Now, Marty, another question we've been asking people during these lockdown times is what music you're listening to uh, to kind of get you through these times. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, old, old standards, but you know, how your moods sway so much during lockdown. Uh, but I, uh, a couple of the newer uh, and a couple of the newer things I've been listening to, uh, Aoife Scott's new uh, uh, new CD is is is, is really really nice. Uh, Goichu's new CD is really really nice. 
Um, so uh, you know, I try I try to listen to some of the newer newer stuff uh, as we've been kind of coming out of things. You know when you know when we were in the older when, when we were in the in the in the lockdown. Uh, you know, it's more going going with you know some of the some of the old balladeers. Uh, you know, Christy Moore, Finbar Fury, uh, that, that, that stuff just because I can kind of sing along while I'm sitting here in my house all, all by myself. The neighbors must think Christy Moore and Finbar Fury <laughs> blaring out from my house. Uh, uh, so, uh, but uh, but now, you know, kind of converting over to newer stuff, kind of gearing up for future festivals and trying to listen to new music. So, yeah. And speaking of new music, there's a wonderful young population of Irish performers now coming on the scene. I was going to ask you a question, if you wouldn't mind. If I have an answer. Being over there, I know one of the things you always like to ask us is, you know, three different, uh, you know, three songs or so that, that we're listening to right now. Who are three groups so over there that you're that you're starting to see that maybe uh, the folks here in America should be uh, paying attention to? That's if I can put you on the spot. Well, no, I tell you, there's, you know, there's lots of young uh, performers, yeah. actually, and if you're with the type of festival that you're running not i won't i kind of keep away from the bands a little but you okay. have the likes of of claire sands brilliant uh, yeah. fiddle player i don't know if you saw her in january at Tradfest. i did not but i've yeah. seen her on i've seen her online and on youtube and such yeah a fantastic musician yeah. gifted all rounder actually also have katie teesby who really really i think yeah. is the most gorgeous voice She's based oh, in yeah. County Clare, absolutely fabulous, Katie Teesby. And, of course, Mark Redmond, the Illin Piper uh, from uh -huh. County Wexford, who has taken over the mantle, really, uh, from the late Liam O'Flynn. Mark, the yeah. master Illin Piper, is uh, playing with all the orchestras, but he's equally adept when he's just sitting down, strapping on the oh. pipes and playing himself. Oh, that's, that, that's great. I, I know the one group that I did hear over when I was over this past year was Boxing Banjo. Uh, they did a show with Rialta and Conla, and it was just spectacular. Now, that was a brilliant show, but there you oh, had yeah. an entire showcase of this young, uh, a bit of attitude, too, from the lads, uh, from all the bands, actually, on that particular night. But Boxing Banjo have come on the scene and really kind of made it their own, haven't they? Yeah, I'm wondering if they're like one of the next bigger, you know, one of the next groups to start touring the States and really making a mark for themselves. Well, I know that they're interested and I know that they're looking at opportunities. <laughs> Unfortunately, what a year to be kind of looking oh, at those, know. you know, stepping onto the ladder like. Oh, to be a new band coming out right now has just got to be so frustrating. I mean, even the older bands, I mean, it's a, I just really feel, you know, you know, so bad for him, you know, to, to to get hit like this for such a long period of time between gigs. It's got to be really difficult. Very difficult. But you can see them adapting. A lot of them are going online. Yep. They're beginning to put their work behind paywalls, which I think is a brilliant idea, and making yep. their music and their merchandise, making that all available to people. So I think it's positive from that point of view. People have had to adapt, and I, you know, know better than the that younger population of performers to make those yeah. changes in their lifestyles and we do certainly wish them the very best like into the future because it has been a shattering year for them yeah but the plan is we will see a lot of them at Tradfest in 2021 i don't know actually if you'll make it over our plan is to be going at the end of january the 27th to the 31st of january when we hope to be together in music marty i don't know whether you'll make it across 
if they'll let me on a plane, I'll be over there. Because uh, every time I've been there, I've just really, really enjoyed, you know, the, just the whole uh, the whole Tradfest experience and the different locations. And, you know, the fact that I've been able to see places like, you know, St. Michael's Church and, uh, um, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral and seeing, you know, performances in them. It's just something I wouldn't miss. Plus, plus it gives me a chance to spend an afternoon or an evening over at the Cobblestone over in Osmondfield, too. You're able to cover all the angles when you get there, Martin. <laughs> Fair play. That's Martin Cahill, who's the chairman of the Syracuse Irish Festival. That's the second week in September. Martin, it's been a pleasure speaking to you on our podcast this week and wishing you the very best uh, in Syracuse for your festival on that second week in September. And, as I mentioned, hopefully we'll all be together again in music in January at Tradfest. Martin, thanks oh. a million. Be looking forward to it, Kieran, and thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We look forward to when we're all together again in music at next year's Tradfest, provisionally set for the 27th through the 31st of January 2021. And while we're all waiting for the day when it's safe to travel again, you can fill your heart with Ireland by going to ireland.com. Ireland.com